three things. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Believers, Salvation, and the Work of God, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, it would seem that my computer issues are resolved with the hardware that was previously affected. There is absolutely no reason for the failures as they have occurred with the hardware involved. I now am working to transfer my remote installation back to my main system. My machine then will be fully restored. This makes it appear more strongly as a spiritual attack to pull me down and dissuade me from pressing forward. However, I have resisted the devil and he has fled. Exactly the point of my last message. Arts that were on order have already shipped before this outcome. However, the pressure is off for them to arrive sooner than later. Thank you all for bearing with me in these difficult times with misbehaving computers. May God bless you all. In our last episode titled, Leading and Living in God's Flock, Part 3, February 6th, we examined how Peter analogizes how our common enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion. Not only the loud growling, but how he stalks us, prowling for someone to devour. We also learned how our enemy, the devil, is overcome by... To learn more, listen to this three-part series podcast. Leading and Living in God's Flock, Parts 1, 2, and 3. Today, our scripture in 2 Peter chapter 1 reads, From Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have been granted a faith just as precious as ours. May grace and peace be lavished on you as you grow in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. I can pray this because his divine power has bestowed on us everything necessary for life and godliness through the rich knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and excellence. Through these things, he has bestowed on us his precious and most magnificent promises, so that by means of what was promised, you may become partners of the divine nature, after escaping the worldly corruption that is produced by evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence, to excellence, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly affection, to brotherly affection, unselfish love, 
For if these things are really yours and are continually increasing, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your pursuit of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ more intimately. But concerning the one who lacks such things, he is blind. That is to say, he is nearsighted, since he has forgotten about the cleansing of his past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to be sure of your calling and election, for by doing this you will never stumble into sin. For thus an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be richly provided for you. From Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Wow! Peter opens strongly here and does not mince his words. He is both strong and very clear. In his opening salutation found in verses 1 and 2, Peter is actually praying. We learn this in verse 3. Peter also is speaking directly to brothers and sisters in Christ. So, let's first open by examining these first comments by Peter. For the faith of the Christians rests in the righteousness of our God and of the Savior Jesus Christ by his fulfillment of the law, by his atonement for the sins of men, by the reconciliation which he has effected with God. A righteousness has been obtained for all men, a righteousness which is now in the hands of God, kept by him as a priceless jewel. This righteousness of our Savior, Jesus Christ, has been gained for us. Its purpose is to cover all our unrighteousness and sin, to enable us that accept it by faith, to stand before God, to be accepted by Him as His dear children. Since everyone that believes is a partaker of all God's blessings in Christ Jesus, the Apostle salutes his readers. Grace to you and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, of the grace of God, of his free favor and love. We are assured in the gospel, and we are urged to accept his kind offering without so much as a thought of doubt. The grace is there for all. Peace between God and man has been established by the perfect satisfaction gained by Christ. Therefore, these two gifts should be multiplied in us, should grow rich and powerful in us, should possess our hearts and minds more and more. And this is done if we become ever more intimately and personally acquainted with our Heavenly Father and our Savior Jesus Christ, as they have been revealed to us in the gospel. The apostle is not satisfied with a mere 
head knowledge, but he insists upon an intimate heart knowledge. The more earnestly we seek the scriptures under the guidance of God's Holy Spirit, the more will we grow in the knowledge of our salvation, the more firmly will we cling to the glorious gifts which the gospel holds out before us, grace and peace in the Savior. From Kretzmann Popular Commentary. This commentary passage by Kretzmann said a few things we should look at more closely. First, he said, by his fulfillment of the law, by his atonement of the sins of men, by the reconciliation which he has effected with God, a righteousness has been obtained for all men, a righteousness which is now in the hands of God, kept by him as a priceless jewel. What is a priceless jewel? What does the phrase priceless jewel mean to you? Look what this commentary passage says. One, by his fulfillment of the law, capital L for law, also capital H for the word his. Two, by his atonement for the sins of men, meaning men and women. Three, by the reconciliation which he has effected with God. Four, a righteousness has been obtained for all men. Please note, all men means men and women collectively. What kind of righteousness is this? A righteousness which is now in the hands of God, kept by him as a priceless jewel. Notice this comment. Of the grace of God, of his free favor and love, we are assured in the gospel, and we are urged to accept his kind offering without so much as a thought of doubt. Did you notice that commentator's comment? We are assured in the gospel, and we are urged to accept his kind offering without so much as a thought of doubt. We are urged by Peter to be doubtless in our salvation. How does one get there? In simple terms, maybe analogous terms, we start doing things in life that we are doubtful of the outcome in many ways as we start them. However, as we grow more knowledgeable in whatever it is we are growing into, we doubt less because we become more assured in the knowledge required for it. We know we need to do the job, whatever the job, and do it well and get it done in a time that is reasonable. At the very least, this needs to be our approach with our salvation in Jesus Christ. Yes, we may doubt at first, but we need to grow 
cast that into absolute certainty. Peter is telling us it is possible. The question is, do we believe it really is possible? Now, notice further this larger comment. The grace is there for all. Peace between God and man has been established by the perfect satisfaction gained by Christ. Therefore, these two gifts should be multiplied in us, should grow rich and powerful in us, should possess our hearts and minds more and more. And this is done if we become ever more intimately and personally acquainted with our Heavenly Father and our Savior, Jesus Christ, as they have been revealed to us in the Gospel. The Apostle is not satisfied with a mere head knowledge, but he insists upon an intimate heart knowledge. The more earnestly we search the Scriptures, under the guidance of God's Holy Spirit, the more will we grow in the knowledge of our salvation, the more firmly will we cling to the glorious gifts which the gospel holds out before us, grace and peace in the Savior, meaning our Savior. Simply put, gift one is grace in the Savior, Jesus Christ. Gift two is peace in the Savior, Jesus Christ. Two gifts. We need not purchase it with any amount of money, paper money, gold, or silver. These two items, grace and peace, are highly costly, are gifts to us if we will only take them since they are offered to us with only one thing as a prerequisite, that we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. If we have done that, we only need to take the grace and peace that Christ offers us. Reading and studying the scripture, your Bible, is a big step forward in finding greater grace and peace. Notice also how the value of these gifts are defined. One, the grace is there for all. That means men and women, folks. Two, peace between God and man has been established by the perfect satisfaction gained by Christ. Notice item one, the grace, God's grace, even through Jesus Christ, is there for who? For all, male and female, as is item two. Now, notice item two. Peace between God and man has been established. That says it all right there. Jesus worked here in this world. His work on the cross and in his death and resurrection has brought peace between God and man if any man or woman will receive it as their own. This is the peace 
which has been established. The same peace that passes all understanding. All we need to do is, again, receive him as Lord and Savior of our life. Then, such grace and such peace are ours for eternity. Remember, Peter is speaking only to those who are saved in Christ. There it is, a working relationship and knowledge of him, Christ, personally. Notice as well this comment by our commentator. The apostle, meaning Peter, is not satisfied with a mere head knowledge, but he insists upon an intimate heart knowledge. What do the words intimate heart knowledge mean to you? If all you have is an intellectual knowledge of Jesus Christ, God the Father, and the Holy Spirit, then what kind of life in Christ do you have and what kind of experience in walking with Christ do you have? Are you learning things? Are you growing in ways that you can mark along the way so you know there is good, strong, and positive growth in Christ? Strong growth in his word. The Bible? To start, these questions are good ones to get your own answers. The problem is, if you cannot answer those questions, no one else can answer them for you. Sad to say, as much as I would like to help, this is one area of the Christian walk where you are on your own. If not, your choice to follow Christ, to live by Christ, is not your own. Or, in today's words, you do not own it. That is not a good place to be. Verse 2. May grace and peace be lavished on you as you grow in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. First, Peter says, May grace and peace be lavished on you. How is it lavished on us? It is lavished on us as we grow in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. How do we grow in the rich knowledge of God in Jesus Christ? We study his word regularly and interact with our brothers and sisters to learn also from them. You might ask, why? We all learn differently from each other because we all have different makeups in how we are created by God. Therefore, something that is easy for one person is difficult for another person. Hence, the reasoning why we learn from each other as well as the Bible. None of us have all the pieces of the puzzle. In order for us to grow and put the puzzle better together, as we are encouraged to do, we need each other. Modern times add to this with things like social media, podcasting, and all the other things of these modern times. These things can help us with our fellowship and ministry to others. Peter had no such devices available to him. He had to write letters and wait for them to be delivered in a day 
It had no motor vehicles to help speed the delivery from point to point. So, all we need to do is determine how to use these things that are available to us that were not available to Peter. He, Peter, affected and effected many lives. Just how many more lives can we impact with the tools we have today that Peter did not? Faith is the acknowledging of God and Christ from which all our blessedness issues and flows. From Geneva Bible Translation Notes. There is the bottom line on verse 2. We grow in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord by increasing our faith, which is the acknowledging of God and Christ. We acknowledge God and Christ by receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior of our lives, for starters. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. From Kretzmann Popular Commentary. Here is the answer to our earlier quandary. We previously learned. We are assured in the gospel, and we are urged to accept his kind offering without so much as a thought of doubt. We are urged by Peter to be doubtless in our salvation, to be doubtless in mind and heart. We then ask, how does one get there? By recognizing that glory and virtue through the knowledge of him is given to us. It exceeds great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. That is the how-to in this. We need to be partakers of the divine nature. We do that by receiving Christ as our Lord and Savior if we have not. Then, when we truly are partakers of the divine nature, we have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. I will close with this comment from Geneva Bible Translation Notes. Christ sets forth himself to us plainly in the gospel, and that by his only power, and gives us all things which are required both for eternal life, and gives us all things which are required both for eternal life, in which he has appointed to glorify us, and also to godliness, in that he furnishes us with true virtue. He speaks of Christ, whom he makes God, and the only Savior, to salvation. 
This is the sum of true religion, to be led by Christ to the Father, as it were, by the hand. We will continue to work deeper into this passage in our next episode. Believers, Salvation and the Work of God, Part 2. Join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites, so you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.